Hey, and welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. Well, you know, this is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. It's so much about craft beer that what you're about to listen to is an interview we did with Mr. Christo Brock, who is a director, producer, and editor. And he just made a film called Brewmance about the hustle that is the craft beer industry. We enjoyed the conversation. We hope you enjoy the conversation. You can check out his film, Brewmance, at brewmancemovie.com. Here he is to tell you more about it. Thank you. Enjoy. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's, hey. welcome to Bears, Birds, and Bruce. Yeah. Howdy. How, how are you doing today? Good. Good. Thank you. And uh, tell, pronounce your name for the people. Just so we get it right. Christo Brock. Christo Brock. That's a very cool name. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the documentary. It's kind of like making your own beer, I guess, in a way, right? You know? <laughs> totally. It's like every new film is like a new beer business. Got to know all kinds of new people, do all kinds of new stuff. Wish it was yeah. Easy. Nice. I got my beer here. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we're drinking, might as well, right? Yeah. It's the thing we like to do on our show. We, we drink a beer every episode. So cheers to you. Cheers, cheers to your documentary. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Brewmance is pretty cool. We, we both got a chance to watch it, uh, finished watching it earlier today. And I really enjoyed it. I mean, you had some really great shots. First of all, it's like shot beautifully. And the story you told, I thought was very poignant and very well-rounded. You know, it, it, it really does tell like a beginning, middle and end sort of deal. So I thought that was really great. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, we want to make sure, you, sorry, go ahead, Nabil. Oh, please go ahead, no, please go ahead. No, I was saying, you know, I mean, my, my thing is like, I hope, you know, it should be fun to watch a film. It should be entertaining, it should be funny. Um, <laughs> hopefully, you know, you can learn something along the way, but. It's entertainment. Right. De definitely, definitely. Um, so as I was watching the documentary and just kind of like thinking about each individual character and how they each had their own background and like their own way that they got passionate about beer, you know, whether it be the family, whether it be, you know, the, the rock star who just likes to go to every brewery along the way on tour or the businessman, I was like, wait, what is, uh, what is your passion or connection to brewery, to beer? Because, you know, like you, I wouldn't assume you would just make a documentary if you didn't have any type of connection to beer. So what would you say is like your connection or your passion ab ab about beer? Well, you know, the truth is I didn't have any connection to beer before I started making the film. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I just, uh, you you could have fooled me. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, Believe me, I've grown to like beer a lot. <laughs> like, it's like I was, I kind of was, I had a feeling that I would when I started making this film. Um, and I have a belly to prove it. And I like <laughs> a lot. But I, it was my buddy Tom who was like a home brewer. And he was like, he was telling me about what a homebrew meeting was like and how, you know, bring your beers, share it with everybody. And then people give feedback and, I was like, wow, that sounds pretty cool. And then he told me of this guy who was going to open up his own craft brewery. So we went down there together, a place called Smog City down in Torrance. And we tasted um, Porter's beers. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. All these beers, they like, they all are different. They all taste good. I was like, I don't, 
holy crap, there's a movie here. <laughs> so, and then, you know, like the cool thing is when you make a doc, you, um, you get totally into a subject and then you just learn all this cool stuff about the subject that you're making. Then you become a pseudo expert like I am now. <laughs> there we yeah. go. I mean, hey, and we're pseudo experts on beer as well. We know they taste good and they're, they're drinkable. So usually works out well. Yeah. Actually, matter of fact, Nabil and I have made a beer on behalf of the show before. Have, did you get a chance to make any beer during this process while you're filming these people? I did. I actually, um, yeah, homebrewed a couple times uh, with my buddy Tom. Made a Pilsner and uh, what else did we make? Like a, a pale ale or something? Yeah. Um, but I mean, through this brewing is great. It's a lot of work, though. Yeah, oh, definitely, a, definitely. Cleaning. I'm not a big cleaner. <laughs> well, uh, I will uh, say, you know, just for the people who are listening, like when you watch this film. You know, it'll give you a new level of appreciation for beer and the beer industry and the craft beer community. Just like making a beer does and then just like drinking multiple different styles of beer and then really indulging in the art form. Like I certainly found a new appreciation for, again, the art of making beer, you know, while watching your film and definitely afterward too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, I mean, like, like I say in the film, like making beer is not that hard. They're like four ingredients. You combine them a certain way, then you let the yeast ferment them. But like making a good beer is hard. Yeah. You know, and making what's even harder is making that good beer twice. Right. <laughs> Definitely, right. yeah. <laughs> and and like they say in the film too, scaling it up. You know, you yeah. can make yeah, it make it good in your in your home brewing kit, but when you have to go to scale, you're almost immediately gonna find some trouble, which is what you know they talk yeah. about in the film. Right. For sure. Um, it's a lot more fun to make. You're like, you know, as a homebrew, it's a lot more fun to make whatever beer you want to make um, uh, when you want to make it. But when you have to make a beer, like, um, I know Jesse Sundstrom's like, they're beers I don't like making, but I have to make them because people want them. Well, yeah. That's yeah. Kind of pro. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, even when we brewed a beer, the brewer that we were working with, you know, he was like, hey, you know, this beer is not my favorite beer to make but i know i have to make it just because this is the one that everyone enjoys and that's part of like the struggle of okay you know this started off as an art for me but now it's a business that i still get to do art with on the side so it's kind of a balancing of okay i need to get this beer so i can actually make my passion beer which is actually that's yeah i mean but the cool thing is like the craft brewer you know you can make that that passion beer you know and maybe someone will drink it, you know. But like, you know, there's no way that if like you're a big corporation, you're like, well, let's try passion beers and see whether the consumer will buy it because they they won't. So, uh, well, in the book, go for it. Go for yeah. Um, so I was going to ask this. You know, what would you say was like the most interesting thing that you learned about craft beer or the craft beer community, or just about? the entire thing during your documentary like what was the one thing that you learned and you were like whoa i didn't know that was that was actually part of the craft the craft beer scene or the craft brewery breweries were a part of this thing that just happened yeah i mean i think part of it like when you just sort of chew on something for a long time like you sort of start to see other things and like one of the things that sort of just came clear after a while was like this whole creating of a craft brewery is this very entrepreneurial undertaking and it's very um, 
American in some ways, um, in that, you know, like one of the favorite things American that Americans like to do is start a business, like something that's slightly impossible. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, and just like, and like struggle for it and overachieve and make it happen. And because um, I noticed this, I would go around, went to some conventions and uh, like at this one of the homebrew con and met John Blickman who has this whole line of homebrewing equipment. And this is a guy who was like, he was a homebrewer himself. And in order to um, pay for his one big tank that he wanted, he made five of them and he sold four of them. That's the payoff for the one. Well, <laughs> that, that sort of just turned into like a thing for him. And then he started making, he quit his job, started making all this kind of stuff in the basement. And now he's got like this, whole line of homebrew stuff and it just kind of came about as like there's another guy who's like hmm i'm gonna do something no one else is doing and you know we'll figure it out and struggled and you know working out of his garage and his wife was working anyway but he just like made it happen it's like hmm. yeah it, you know? yeah it's crazy how you hear those stories so often like um some people we've had on the had on the podcast like one person one of the bigger distributors in georgia he just started off just he just really liked beer in, in Boston. So he would just go to Boston, get beer and ship it back, ship it back home. And then he's like, hey, why don't I make a business out of this? And now he's probably the biggest craft beer distributor in all of the Southeast. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's kind of cool that stuff happens. And you hear stories like that everywhere. Well, mm -hmm. I think that's a great thing about beer too, is like as fans. You just, I mean, all we care about is like the can, what's in the can, and then how am I going to drink what's in the can? And you don't really think about what you do after the can, how the can gets made, who's bringing it to you, what goes into it. And so I think that's, the beer is very complex, right? And your documentary shows that in like the most foundational way, but then like we, you know, you could do a sequel on like distribution, a sequel on you know like reproduction and then wholesale and stuff like that right and then like the actual nightlife industry in which beer is like essential to you know making it run like there's so many different facets of it and as consumers we often don't think about that but it, it, it all we we're part of it too right like we're just as much a part of that as anybody else is for sure there's a whole series here the brew means so yeah. Why, um, why did you choose to include the science part and the art part in your, in, in the documentary? Cause you know, you you started off by showing the four ingredients and show like how each ingredient grows the process, but it also grew the documentary the same way going, going across that way. So why did you choose to include the science part, you know, with the hops, with the fermentation, with the yeast and the single cell organism? explaining that information but while also bringing in the art aspect of how there is still an art coming in with this it's not just the simple beers that we were, that we're used to you know the Budweiser's and the big and the big people well I think I mean part of it just comes from me I'm like well how do you make beer uh you know I mean I know but mm -hmm. it kind of figured um that we would try to make this film for people who didn't know a lot about beer and maybe at the end of it, they would want to know more. They want to go grab a beer. Um, but I think also part of it's like, you know, 
if you're going to make a film about beer, first off, you have to explain how it's done. And then we made this thesis statement, like, it's very simple. But it's not. So, <laughs> you know, part of it is like giving it its due in that it's simple yet complex. And which, like this kind of that simplicity, complexity, duality mm -hmm. is actually that I, I kind of try to live by. So, you know, I always try to simplify my life <laughs> as much as I can um, so that I can allow for complexity to happen, whatever that is. Um, and the same thing in a film is like, you kind of want to boil it down to its like its core so that you can allow for sort of room for ideas to, to sprout off, you know, it's like, Pruning the tree so that, like, when the when it gets sprouts and it's really like, mm -hmm. well, I mean, yeah, that's when you talk about like flagship beers, right? Like, even when you look at the example of a tree, like, you might have your IPA and your lager, that's what a brewery is like known for. And then, hey, let's do a sour, let's do a stout, let's do like a barrel age in 2016 and 2018 and stuff like that. And like, you develop your personality kind of like the branches of a tree, you know, some things go further than other and and things like that. So I think that's a great analogy. And it's, it's nice to be able to enjoy beer when, time, when things are simple and when things are complex, you know? It kind of fits perfectly in that mold, wherever you Just need it. Just beer for every occasion, let's be honest. Right, there you go, yeah. Dude, you're absolutely right, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a beer for the game, oh. this is a beer for the boys. Uh, you know, like yeah. Bottle shared. Um, what would you say is the, your favorite style that you of beer that you had throughout this entire process? Ooh. Well, you know, you kind of go through your you change, like you start with one favorite, then one another. Um, but I think one of the most sort of interesting styles that I tasted when I was making this was um, um, a Goza from Germany that was mm -hmm. made with like smoked malt some lime and it was like it was like you drink this beer and it's like you're tasting the the pinion trees that they smoke this malt with and it's like oh wow just crazy crazy tastes um, but i mean you know there's there's tons of like really interesting flavors that i, I ran into they all went in my belly <laughs> yeah i feel that i feel that i i one thing i have to like say now because i couldn't help but notice it when we we're watching is like you got amazing crowd shots and obviously you shot some of this footage you know in a pre-covid world uh so yeah. one like seeing the full tap rooms and the great american beer fest like completely full i thought was like i was so jealous i was like man i can't wait to get back and enjoy a beer in that environment and just to be back in that world right um, but to see it, know that it exists in your film, like was reassuring, like, okay, that we did that before. But the reason I bring that up is like, obviously COVID changed the brewery world and stuff. And, you, and your film doesn't necessarily cover that. It's more or less like where it leaves off is yeah. like in that, but in that time, I guess it's like a matter of your subjects in the film. Have you been able to communicate with them? in the last like year or so and I've, i'm sure you've talked to them because the film yeah. is out now so like without spoiling anything too much i mean what can you tell us about that 
So, I, I mean, I think those guys, like a lot of other brewers, have struggled because, you know, you, you, as, a, as a craft brewer, you need people coming into your tap room. That's where people should be drinking your beer. And when they don't, you're struggling. You know? mm-hmm. And there's no way, you, when you reduce your traffic to 25%, you know, sales of what it was before, it's tough to pay bills that way. You know, so I think these guys, are, they're, they're going to get through it, but it's been kind of rough, you know, for both these guys. Um, I, hope, I hope they'll be all right. And I hope that people will come back to Taproom soon. Um, right. Well, in a way, your film kind of been released at a better time because, like, it's now, you know, things do look like they're opening back up, right? And so it's like, okay, how let's the people have been thinking about small businesses for the last year and a half and your film literally documents the struggles of a small business outside of a pandemic so just think about that and multiply times 10 on the good and the bad scale like when things are good they're going to be really good right now so it's even more reason to watch your documentary and engage with it and engage with the breweries in your local community um last question and it's been hard for indie filmmakers too, because we're hit by the same thing. Like this film was done in, in March of last year. And then I had my this big screening. We we're going to have, we're going to be family and friends and it was going to be pour lots of beer. And then boom, COVID happened. And so what happened to me happened to a bunch of other filmmakers, just like it happened to like restaurants, and breweries. It's, it's been brutal. Um. Is there, and we gotta, we gotta wrap it up on time. So is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, well, so the thing is now um, you can see the film on, on demand, which means um, you can buy it or rent it. It's not gonna be on Netflix or Hulu right now, but if you, if you have a question of where to see it, go to brewmancemovie.com and there's a little watch tab and you can find out wherever you wanna watch it, wherever you like to watch it. Um, and you can also get some incredible swag like this hat. Yeah, yeah we, we might need some of that. <laughs> we we got to talk to PR people about getting some of that. There we go. That, that's, there we go. That's what our heart looks like on a regular basis. <laughs> it's like the, with the foam and the beer, right? Yeah. So, uh, well, thank you, Mr. Awesome. Christopher Brock. We appreciate thank it. You. And bromancemovie.com, you're the man. This is the new bromance right here. Cheers, sir. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you.